the property spruikers are pumping out the FOMO. Let's have a look. Good morning, everyone. Florian Heiser here, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my stein of coffee, and I thought we'd have a look. We'd have a look at a few articles that came out today, which essentially, I'd say, amount to property FOMO, creating more buzz, more hype. The property's just going to keep going up, even though the economy is essentially on lockdown, large sections of the workforce are unemployed, international trade is being hampered, people are being put off from their jobs day after day, large corporations are wanting government handouts, the government is just going into more and more and more debt, share markets all over the place, the dollars crashed, international tourism is pretty much gone. But yeah, property, prop now's the time to get in, guys. Now's the time to get in. So I thought we'd have a look at two pieces, two articles, and then something from a related industry that I think is very important. Very important. And let me know what you think, guys. Do you think this is all just FOMO? Or is it journalists pumping out an article that they know people will like? Because everyone loves reading about property one way or another. Remember, guys, most of the wealth of our civilization is in property. It's in property, either housing we own, investment properties in super, other investment properties, a lot of it is in property. So, house hunters haven't abandoned the South Australia's Australian property market. Restrictions on the real estate industry haven't scared off eager householders determined, or house hunters determined to find their slice of the great Australian dream. I'm just reading other articles and seeing other videos about the great American dream is, is dying. I mean, is the great Australian dream to go into lifelong debt for, you know, spec house? Is that still the dream? House hunters determined to find their dream home are not letting recent restrictions on the real estate industry get in their way. A ban on in-room and on-site auctions and open inspections to limit the spread of the illness have not scared off eager buyers, okay? They've not scared off eager buyers. That's what they're claiming. McGain real estate agent Travis Denham listed a property on Shadow Park yesterday, confident he could find a buyer. But what agent is never confident? Is never you know, isn't is a real estate agent ever actually gonna tell you no, don't give it a shot, don't wait? Or wait? Or maybe the market is in trouble, we don't know what's gonna happen in the future, get it out there now, try and sell. Quick, quick, quick. The vendor and I did have discussions about what we should do now, he said. I said, there are properties still setting, selling. Last week I sold three, this week I've sold two. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, but here's the question. Were they the contracts coming to fruition or were they new sales? How long have they been in the works? How long have those properties been on the market? Mr. Denham said no one knew what the market would look like in a month, so the vendor had decided to list the property at 18 Harbour Street. So I guess the vendor's happy that it's being mentioned in this article, they're getting some exposure. You can't blame them. You can't blame them if they want to sell, if they have to sell. So, you know, the owner of the house of 18 Harbour Street didn't want to be put off listing the property any longer, so they've been waiting for a while. I mean, it's a standard specy. You, you know, tile floors are always nice. I always like tile floors. So, he said... Those buying properties tended to work in industries not impacted by the illness. CoreLogic's hedonic index revealed home values continued to climb in March, 
Adelaide recorded a 0.3% growth over the month to a median price of 437 and nationally values rose to 0.7% to 554. Now here's the thing guys. I mean I don't know how they can get down to anyway. The whole hedonic index, I think, is a bit of smoke and mirrors, really, because they're talking about things at such a scale, at a city-wide scale. And this is an example from Sydney. This is showing unit price growth. You've got the red rooster line where the poor people's properties haven't gone up. All the trendy hipster suburbs with the goat cheese milk, they've gone up. So when you're taking a whole city and just throwing, or even a whole bloody nation and throwing statistics at it, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. <laughs> You know, I guess it it allows a positive spin in these articles, but nevertheless. So, however, the trend weakened in the second half of March when social distancing rules were introduced. So this could just be the lagging data that they're putting forward. Ray White, Port Adelaide agent, Petra Mills, was taking a semaphore house at 283 to auction on the weekend. While live streaming auctions were new to Ms. Mills, she said many house hunters preferred the method as it allowed them to remain anonymous while bidding. A lot of people will try to avoid auctions because they don't like people to see what they're doing. Ms. Mills said there was still confidence in the market and plenty of properties continued to change hands. Hardcourt's Smith agent, Aline Mousley, was proceeding with the auction of a Birkenhead house at 32 Close Street because of its sought-after character and location. Now, here's the thing. It's the premium part of the sector. I... These... Oh, why are they... I mean, we should really ignore city-wide city -wide statistics or nation, nationwide statistics with regard to property prices because you've got such an uneven weighting. Something on the bloody bay in Sydney Harbour is going to be influencing the price more than these other properties just because of the value of it there are heaps of buyer inquiries so it's a good thing we're confident in the process yeah how many of them want it dirt cheap how many of them want it two hundred thousand dollars less that's still a buyer inquiry isn't it so here we have it guys apparently adelaide is gangbusters for property remember property never falls guys property never falls apparently and here's one in geelong and you can see i've already marked it up because this is the second time I'm actually recording this because the first time I didn't have any audio, guys. I don't know what's going on here. And this is in Geelong, guys. And once again, it's the core logic data. The value index tracks the market's response. The region's housing values continue to rise in March despite the pandemic. Geelong dwelling values rose 0.4% in March. The latest core logic home values show the median dwelling reaching 585,000. For those of you that are from overseas or interstate, or out of Victoria, Geelong is, you know, a small, tiny coastal city with a, a mediocre footy team. You know. it, it, it is one. <laughs> it's one of the biggest centres in, in Melbourne. Architecturally designed. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little house. Nice little house. Dwelling values were up 3.5% on this time last year. CoreLogic head of research Tim Lawless said national housing values remained positive in March with CoreLogic National Hedonic Index raising 0.7% over the month. And once again, they're looking at the overall things. You know, although the housing market has begun to enter a period of disruption, they are coming from strong foundations, Mr. Lawless said. And here's, here's you know, the interesting thing. Here's the interesting claim. You know, sellers can continue to sell by private sale. And so far, it's generally been more positive for us than expected. 
It's now flipped to being a vendor's market and we're seeing buyers that need to buy not wanting to shop and it's sharpening up a lot of fees, but it's very early days. So it's apparently become a vendor's market all of a sudden. What do you think about that one, guys? Now let's keep these two articles in mind as we jump to the next one. And this is, was sent to me by a viewer and this was from insurancenews.com.au, which to be honest, I don't really follow. I'm not in the insurance business, but it's probably something I should keep an eye on because I think contrasting this to what we've just been presented in the two other articles is very important. So QBE suspends LMI sales to borrowers from virus affected sectors. We've seen this, we've seen banks restrict bor borrowing and lending into certain suburbs or even apartment sectors. QBE has stopped providing lenders mortgage insurance to residential loan borrowers who work in industries that have been affected severely by the illness outbreak. Now, how many industries do you think have been affected by this outbreak? And then how many of those people do you think would partake in the housing market? And you think that would have an influence on housing, on sale prices, on the liquidity of the market, the ability for people to buy. And what does this tell us? What does this tell us about confidence going forward? If the insurance companies start pulling out, start reducing their risk. The insurer has informed its bank partners of the temporary embargo, but says expectations will be considered on a case by case basis. So they're actually having to do their job. We expected responsible we expect responsible lending obligations would have put a stop to much of the lending to those impacted by the COVID-19 crisis, a spokesman told insurancenews.com.au. The embargo provides clarity and consistency. We recognize the need to look at individual borrowers' circumstances and therefore all of our lenders have the ability to seek an expectation, an exception to this embargo. So they can get around it. But nonetheless, they're pulling out. They're reducing their risk. QBE is the second largest player in the LMI market after Genworth Mortgage Insurance Australia. Genworth aren't doing anything. And LMI, you know, lenders require home loan borrowers to obtain LMI if their deposit is less than 20% of the property's assessed value, although this may vary according to individual banks' policies. And LMI protects the banks in the event of a default by the borrower. So it's really the insurance industry that's going to take a hit if people start defaulting, particularly if their deposits are too low. So guys, what do you think? Do you think, you know, Adelaide going gangbusters, Geelong just kicking goals, kicking goals. But then the insurance industry is reducing their risk to that sector. Let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below, everyone. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're a fan and you want to support us, there are a few ways you can. You can join the channel on YouTube or on Patreon. You can use our affiliate links at Amazon or eBay for your consumer purchases or independent reserve and KuCoin for your crypto trading. You can also purchase our merch from Heiser Says or the Teesprings website. You can donate gold via Gold Pass and finally PayPal to make a direct contribution. Thanks everyone who's helping out. Have a great day and chase those properties. Bye for now.